Hello, and welcome to Bella's Read Along. Today, Bella will be reading an excerpt from Disney's Princesses, the Ultimate Princess Collection, Cinderella. Here's Bella. Hello, my name is Bella. But before I start reading, today we have a special guest. Hi, my name is Piper Rosso, and at the end of this podcast, I will be saying what I like about this book. <laughs> Bye. Okay. This book is Disney Princesses, the ultimate princess collection created especially for Bella. So my grandmother gave this to me, so there actually isn't an author. Well, Disney is the author. But... Okay, let's start. Cinderella. Even miracles take little time. Once upon a time, a beautiful girl named Cinderella lived in a faraway land with her devoted father, a widow, a wi- widower. He remarried so Cinderella could have a stepmother and stepsister. But when her father died suddenly, a broken-hearted Cinderella quickly discovered that her stepmother, Lady Tremaine, was cold, cruel, and bitterly jealous of Cinderella's charm and beauty. As soon as time went by, Cinderella became a servant in her own home. Yet with each dawn, she found new hope that someday her dreams of happiness would come true. And despite how her stepfamily treated her, Cinderella remained ever gentle and kind. Her Many devoted animal friends helped her get dressed each day. One morning, Jack the Mouse rushed in to tell Cinderella that a new mouse was caught in a trap. Cinderella hurried quickly down the stairs to rescue him. Oh, you, oh, the poor little thing is scared to death, Cinderella said. When she looked in the trap, Cinderella said when she looked in the trap, Jack, Maybe you'd better explain things to him. Jack befriended the new mouse, and Cinderella gave him a shirt, shoes, and a name. Octavius, but for short, we'll call, but for short, we'll call you Gus, she said. Gus giggled his approval. Cinderella left Gus with Jack's and began her chores. The first order of business was to give Lucifer, Lady Tremaine's cat, his breakfast. Gus wasn't afraid of the big bully cat. In the kitchen, kitchen, Cinderella urged Bruno, her fateful dog, to try to get along with Lucifer, but the two could hardly stand each other. While the water boiled for her Step family's tea. Cinderella fed the animals in the yard. The hungry mice were eager to get their share. But Lucifer blocked the doorway. The mice drew tails to see who would distract the mean old cat so the others could could dash inside. It was up to Jacks. He quickly crept up to Lucifer and kicked the cat's leg out from under him. Splash! Lucifer's face wound up in his milk bowl. 
Jack scurried to safety at the angry cat's reach while his friends hurried out to the yard. Cinderella had been waiting for the mice. Breakfast is served, she said when they, uh, when they appeared. She scattered plump kernels of corn on the ground for them. When Gus came back inside, he found himself face to face with Lucifer. Instead of enjoying a tasty breakfast, Gus ran for his life. Lucifer trapped Gus under one of the tree teacups. Just as he began lifting the cups, the bell rang. Lady Tremaine and her daughters wanted their breakfast right away. Lucifer ducked under the tablecloth when Cinderella came inside and hurried to get the breakfast trays ready. He waited for the right moment to snatch Gus. But that moment never came. Cinderella whisked the trails away, unaware she carried a stowaway. Cinderella! Cinderella! Lady Tremaine and her daughters said. Anastasia and Drizella called shrilly from their bedrooms. Shortly after Cinderella delivered breakfast, Anastasia shrieked when she found Gus under her cup. She accused Cinderella of serving her a mouse on purpose. Cinderella was immediately summoned back to Lady Tremaine's room, where she was given a long list of extra chores to do as punishment, including giving Lucifer a bath. Meanwhile, at the palace, the king was upset that the prince was still unmarried. He told the Grand Duke to invite every eligible maid to a, a ball so his son could find a bride. Later that morning, Cinderella paused from her chores to answer a knock at the door. A palace messenger handed her an invitation to the ball for that very evening. Lady Tremaine grabbed the invitation and read it out loud. By every royal command, every eligible maiden is to attend, she said. Her, her daughter squealed with excitement. And I'm so eligible, said Anastasia. Why, that means I can go too, exclaimed Cinderella. Anastasia and Drizella laughed at her, but Lady Tremaine agreed Cinderella could go if she finished her chores and found something suitable to wear. In the attic, Cinderella found a dress of her mother's. It was a bit old-fashioned, but Cinderella could fix it. Just then, her step-family called. The dress would have to wait. Cinderella's stepsisters tossed armloads of garments at her, each one they declared needing needed mending and ironing at once. Lady Tremaine gave her even more chores. Meanwhile, the mice and the birds retrieved the stepsisters' discarded stash and beads. With some stitching and folding, they turned Cinderella's simple dress into a fabulous gown. At eight o'clock, that evening, a long line of carriages arrived at the stately palace. The ball was about to begin. Cinderella sighed as she gazed out of the window at the shining palace. Her stepfamily had seen to it that she had no time to get ready. Just then, Cinderella saw her new dress. Surprise, called the mice and birds. Oh, thank you so much, Cinderella cried with delight. When Anastasia and 
Drizella saw her saw Cinderella, they flew into a jealous rage. They ripped the dress, pulling off the sash and yanking the beads. Lady Tremaine just stood and watched. Now Cinderella had no hope of going to the ball and meeting the prince. She ran heartbroken to the garden and sobbed. There's nothing left to believe in, she said. Nothing. Suddenly, a comforting presence appeared. She was Cinderella's god, Cinderella's fairy godmother. And she was there because Cinderella really hadn't given up believing. Cinderella's fairy godmother insisted that Cinderella was going to the ball. She waved her magic wand and turned a simple pumpkin into an elegant coach. Elegant coach. And the mice into horses. The fairy godmother pointed her magic wand at Cinderella and said, Bibbidi bobbidi boo! Suddenly, Cinderella was wearing a beautiful dress and sparkling glass slippers. Cinderella was off to the ball. Major the horse was coachman, and Bruno was footman. The fairy godmother warned Cinderella to be home before midnight, when everything would change back. The two danced and danced gazing deeply to each other's eyes. Moonlit. Then the prince took Cinderella for a moonlit stroll across the beach. The two were falling in love. Cinderella had lost all track of time. It was nearly midnight. Goodbye, said, Cinder- said Cinderella said to the prince as she hurried away. Both the prince and the grand duke tried to stop her, but Cinderella ran off. Losing a glass slipper along the way. Um, Cinderella hurried into her waiting coach when the horses had galloped some distance from the palace. The clock struck midnight. Everyone and everything was suddenly turned back to normal, but Cinderella still had one glass slipper. She smiled and thanked Fairy Godmother for a magical evening. Back at the palace... The king was furious that the girl his son loved had vanished without anyone knowing who she was. He demanded she be found. The next morning, Lady Tremaine told her daughters that the Grand Duke was searching for the girl who lost the glass slipper. Whoever fit the slipper perfectly would marry the prince. Cinderella went to her room, not quite believing what she had just heard. The prince had fallen had fallen in love with her, just as she had fallen in love with him. Suddenly, Lady Tremaine appeared. Without saying a word, Lady Tremaine locked Cinderella in her room and pocketed the key. She realized Cinderella was the girl the prince was looking for. When the Grand Duke arrived, Lady Tremaine and her daughters hurried to greet him. Gus and Jack's... Mm, managed to keep to get the key to Cinderella's room while the Grand Duke explained that every maiden in the kingdom must try on the glass slipper. Anastasia and Drizella each tried, tried to no avail to squeeze their big feet into the delicate little slipper. 
Just as the Grand Duke was about to leave, Cinderella appeared at the top of the stairs. Her animal friends had freed her just in time. Lady Tremaine tripped the footman, and the glass slipper shattered before Cinderella could try it on. But Cinderella still had the other slipper in her pocket. It was a perfect fit! A royal wedding was quickly arranged, and Cinderella and the prince were married to the delight of the king and all of Cinderella's animal friends. Cinderella's dreams had come true at last. She and her prince lived happily ever after. Now let's see what Piper has to say about it. I really think that it's a good story. This is what she thinks. I really think that when like, uh, <laughs> when the, fa the fairy godmother turned her in to a, got her a really beautiful dress. I really liked that I know, I think that's a good part too. Anything else? Uh, when, uh, when the mean mother wants her breakfast, I guess. <laughs> okay, thank you for listening to me reading Cinderella. I know that was a long one. Hopefully you guys listened to all of it. Bye, see you next time.